chapter thirty five of the pilot by james fenimore cooper this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter thirty five come all you kindred chieftains of the deep in mighty phalanx round your brother bend hush every murmur that invades his sleep and guard the laurels that o'ershade your friend lines on trip here perhaps it would be wise to suffer the curtain of our imperfect drama to fall before the reader trusting that the imagination of every individual can readily supply the due proportions of health wealth and happiness that the rigid rules of poetic justice would award to the different characters of the legend but as we are not disposed to part so coldly from those with whom we have long held amicable intercourse and as there is no portion of that in reservation which is not quite as true as all that has been already related we see no unanswerable reason for dismissing the dramatis personae so abruptly we shall therefore proceed to state briefly the outlines of that which befell them in after life regretting at the same time that the legitimate limits of a modern tale will not admit of such dilatation of many a merry or striking scene as might create the pleasing hope of beholding hereafter some more of our rude sketches quickened into life by the spirited pencil of dunlap following the course of the frigate then towards those shores from which perhaps we should never have suffered our truant pen to have wandered we shall commence the brief task with barnstable and his laughing weeping gay but affectionate bride the black-eyed catherine the ship fought her way gallantly through swarms of the enemy's cruisers to the port of boston where barnstable was rewarded for his services by promotion and a more regular authority to command his vessel during the remainder of the war he continued to fill that station with ability and zeal nor did he return to the dwelling of his fathers which he soon inherited by regular descent until after peace had established not only the independence of his country but his own reputation as a brave and successful sea officer when the federal government laid the foundation of its present navy captain barnstable was once more tempted by the offer of a new commission to desert his home and for many years he was employed among the band of gallant seamen who served their country so faithfully in times of trial and high daring happily however he was enabled to accomplish a great deal of the more peaceful part of his service accompanied by catherine who having no children eagerly profited by his consent to share his privations and hardships on the ocean in this manner they passed merrily and we trust happily down the vale of life together catherine entirely discrediting the ironical prediction of her former guardian by making everything considered a very obedient and certainly so far as attachment was concerned a most devoted wife the boy mary who in due time became a man clung to barnstable and catherine so long as it was necessary to hold him in leading strings and when he received his regular promotion his first command was under the shadow of his kinsman's broad pennant he proved to be in his meridian 
what his youth had so strongly indicated a fearless active and reckless sailor and his years might have extended to this hour had he not fallen untimely in a duel with a foreign officer the first act of captain manuel after landing once more on his native soil was to make interest to be again restored to the line of the army he encountered but little difficulty in this attempt and was soon in possession of the complete enjoyment of that which his soul had so long pined after a steady drill he was in time to share in all the splendid successes which terminated the war and also to participate in his due proportion of the misery of the army his merits were not forgotten however in the reorganization of the forces and he followed both st clair and his more fortunate successor wayne in the western campaigns about the close of the century when the british made their tardy relinquishment of the line of posts along the frontiers captain manuel was ordered to take charge with his company of a small stockade on our side of one of those mighty rivers that sets bounds to the territories of the republic in the north the british flag was waving over the ramparts of a more regular fortress that had been recently built directly opposite within the new lines of the canadas manuel was not a man to neglect the observances of military etiquette and understanding that the neighboring fort was commanded by a field officer he did not fail to wait on that gentleman in proper time with a view to cultivate the sort of acquaintance that their mutual situations would render not only agreeable but highly convenient the american martinet in ascertaining the rank of the other had not deemed it at all necessary to ask his name but when the red-faced comical-looking officer with one leg who met him was introduced as major burrowcliffe he had not the least difficulty in recalling to recollection his quondam acquaintance of st ruth the intercourse between these worthies was renewed with remarkable gusto and at length arrived to so regular a pass that a log-cabin was erected on one of the islands in the river as a sort of neutral territory where their feastings and revels might be held without any scandal to the discipline of their respective garrisons here the qualities of many a saddle of savoury venison were discussed together with those of sundry pleasant fowls as well as of divers strange beasts that inhabit those western wilds while at the same time the secret places of the broad river were vexed that nothing might be wanting that could contribute to the pleasures of their banquets a most equitable levy was regularly made on their respective pockets to sustain the foreign expenses of this amicable warfare and a suitable division of labour was also imposed on the two commandants in order to procure such articles of comfort as were only to be obtained from those portions of the globe where the art of man had made a nearer approach to the bounties of nature than in the vicinity of their fortifications all liquids in which malt formed an ingredient as well as the deep-coloured wines of oporto were suffered to enter the gulf of st lawrence and were made to find their way under the superintendence of burrowcliffe 
to their destined goal but manuel was solely entrusted with the more important duty of providing the generous liquor of madeira without any other restriction on his judgment than an occasional injunction from his coadjutor that it should not fail to be the product of the south side it was not unusual for the young officers of the two garrisons to allude to the battle in which major burrowcliffe had lost his limb the english ensign invariably whispering to the american on such occasions that it occurred during the late contest in a desperate affair on the north-eastern coast of their island in which the major commanded in behalf of his country with great credit and signal success and for which service he obtained his present rank without purchase a sort of national courtesy prevented the two veterans for by this time both had earned that honourable title from participating at all in these delicate allusions though whenever by any accident they occurred near the termination of the revels burrowcliffe would so far betray his consciousness of what was passing as to favour his american friend with a leer of singular significance which generally produced in the other that sort of dull recollection which all actors and painters endeavour to represent by scratching the head in this manner year after year rolled by the most perfect harmony existing between the two posts notwithstanding the angry passions that disturbed their respective countries when an end was suddenly put to the intercourse by the unfortunate death of manuel this rigid observer of discipline never trusted his person on the neutral island without being accompanied by a party of his warriors who were posted as a regular picket sustaining a suitable line of sentries a practice which he also recommended to his friend as being highly conducive to discipline as well as a salutary caution against a surprise on the part of either garrison the major however dispensed with the formality in his own behalf but was sufficiently good-natured to wink at the want of confidence it betrayed in his boon companion on one unhappy occasion when the discussion of a new importation had made a heavy inroad on the morning manuel left the hut to make his way towards his picket in such a state of utter mental aberration as to forget the countersign when challenged by a sentinel when unhappily he met his death by a shot from a soldier whom he drilled to such an exquisite state of insensibility that the man cared but little whether he killed friend or enemy so long as he kept within military usage and the hallowed limits established by the articles of war he lived long enough however to commend the fellow for the deed and died while delivering an eulogium to burrowcliffe on the high state of perfection to which he had brought his command about a year before this melancholy event a quarter cask of wine had been duly ordered from the south side of the island of madeira which was at the death of manuel toiling its weary way up the rapids of the mississippi and the ohio having been made to enter by the port of new orleans with the intention of keeping it as long as possible under a genial sun 
the untimely fate of his friend imposed on borrowcliffe the necessity of attending to this precious relic of their mutual tastes and he procured a leave of absence from his superior with the laudable desire to proceed down the streams and superintend its farther advance in person the result of his zeal was a high fever that set in the day after he reached his treasure and as the doctor and the major espoused different theories in treating a disorder so dangerous in that climate the one advising abstemiousness and the other administering repeated draughts of the cordial that had drawn him so far from home the disease was left to act its pleasure burrowcliffe died in three days and was carried back and interred by the side of his friend in the very hut which had so often resounded with their humours and festivities we have been thus particular in relating the sequel of the lives of these rival chieftains because from their want of connection with any kind heart of the other sex no widows and orphans were left to lament their several ends and furthermore as they were both mortal and might be expected to die at a suitable period and yet did not terminate their career until each had attained the mature age of threescore the reader can find no just grounds of dissatisfaction at being allowed this deep glance into the womb of fate the chaplain abandoned the seas in time to retrieve his character a circumstance which gave no little satisfaction to catherine who occasionally annoyed her worthy husband on the subject of the informality of their marriage griffith and his mourning bride conveyed the body of colonel howard in safety to one of the principal towns in holland where it was respectfully and sorrowfully interred after which the young man removed to paris with a view of erasing the sad images which the hurried and melancholy events of the few preceding days had left on the mind of his lovely companion from this place cecilia held communion by letter with her friend alice dunscombe and such suitable provision was made in the affairs of her late uncle as the times would permit afterwards when griffith obtained the command which had been offered him before sailing on the cruise in the north sea they returned together to america the young man continued a sailor until the close of the war when he entirely withdrew from the ocean and devoted the remainder of his life to the conjoint duties of a husband and a good citizen as it was easy to reclaim the estates of colonel howard which in fact had been abandoned more from pride than necessity and which had never been confiscated their joint inheritances made the young couple extremely affluent and we shall here take occasion to say that griffith remembered his promise to the dying master and saw such a provision made for the childless mother as her situation and his character required it might have been some twelve years after the short cruise which it has been our task to record in these volumes that griffith who was running his eyes carelessly over a file of newspapers was observed by his wife to drop the bundle from before his face and pass his hand slowly across his brow like a man who had been suddenly struck with renewed impressions of some former event or who was endeavouring to recall to his mind images that had long since faded see you anything in that paper to disturb you griffith said the still lovely cecilia i hope that now we have our confederate government the states will soon recover from their losses but it is one of those plans to create a new navy that has met your eye ah truant you sigh to become a wanderer again and pine after your beloved ocean i have ceased sighing and pining since you have begun to smile he returned with a vacant manner and without removing his hand from his brow 
is not the new order of things then likely to succeed does the congress enter into contention with the president the wisdom and name of washington will smooth the way for the experiment until time shall mature the system cecilia do you remember the man who accompanied manuel and myself to st ruth the night we became your uncle's prisoners and who afterwards led the party which liberated us and rescued barnstable surely i do he was the pilot of your ship it was then said and i remember the shrewd soldier we entertained even suspected that he was one greater than he seemed the soldier surmised the truth but you saw him not on that fearful night when he carried us through the shoals and you could not witness the calm courage with which he guided the ship into those very channels again while the confusion of battle was among us i heard the dreadful din and i can easily imagine the horrid scene returned his wife her recollections chasing the colour from her cheeks even at that distance of time but what of him is his name mentioned in those papers ah they are english prints you called his name grey if i remember that is the name he bore with us he was a man who had formed romantic notions of glory and wished everything concealed in which he acted a part that he thought would not contribute to his renown can there have been any connection between him and alice dunscombe said cecilia dropping her work in her lap in a thoughtful manner she met him alone at her own urgent request the night catherine and myself saw you in your confinement and even then my cousin whispered that they were acquainted the letter i received yesterday from alice was sealed with black and i was pained with the melancholy though gentle manner in which she wrote of passing from this world into another griffith glanced his eye at his wife with a look of sudden intelligence and then answered like one who began to see with the advantages of a clearer atmosphere cecilia your conjecture is surely true fifty things rushed to my mind at that one surmise his acquaintance with that particular spot his early life his expedition his knowledge of the abbey all confirm it he altogether was indeed a man of marked character why has he not been among us asked cecilia he appeared devoted to our cause his devotion to america proceeded from desire of distinction his ruling passion and perhaps a little also from resentment at some injustice which he claimed to have suffered from his own countrymen he was a man and not therefore without foibles among which may have been reckoned the estimation of his own acts but they were most daring and deserving of praise neither did he at all merit the obloquy that he received from his enemies his love of liberty may be more questionable for if he commenced his deeds in the cause of these free states they terminated in the service of a despot he is now dead but had he lived in times and under circumstances when his consummate knowledge of his profession his cool deliberate and even desperate courage could have been exercised in a regular and well-supported navy and had the habits of his youth better qualified him to have borne meekly the honours he acquired in his age he would have left behind him no name in his list that would have descended to the latest posterity of his adopted countrymen with greater renown why griffith exclaimed cecilia in a little surprise you are zealous in his cause who was he a man who held a promise of secrecy while living which is not at all released by his death it is enough to know that he was greatly instrumental in procuring our sudden union and that our happiness might have been wrecked in the voyage of life had we not met the unknown pilot of the german ocean perceiving her husband to rise and carefully collect the papers in a bundle before he left the room cecilia made no further remark at the time nor was the subject ever revived between them in of chapter thirty five end of the pilot by james fenimore cooper